Thank you, Barbie. <laughs> hugs, hugs. Give ourselves some hugs. Yeah, yeah for sure. So thank you so much. So first of all, I wanted to just say how much I enjoyed our in-person service that was last Sunday. You know, for many of us who've been a while here in Kelowna at our center, uh, it was like the good old days, you know? It was the, all the songs that we love. And, and I do want to apologize for the sound difficulties to our online people. You know, there's so many moving parts to the hybrid service thing, but um, we will keep working on it the best that we can. Um, so I know that all of us, it's just humanity at this time, has been going through some stuff these past two years. And I want to talk today about something unrelated to the stress and the difficulties of our times that I haven't talked about for a long time. So we just had St. Patty's Day last week and I saw images of leprechauns and pots of gold all over. And that got me thinking about Spirit's attributes of abundance and prosperity. And so I want to begin with a little imagination exercise. So if you're willing, um, close your eyes and just visualize yourself holding some kind of money in your hand. It can be any kind of money. Now I just want you to reflect on what came to your mind. You know, maybe it was a loony for us Canadians here. Or maybe it was a $5 bill or a $50 bill, and I, did, I also know cash these days is kind of old-fashioned. Um, but so, keeping your eyes closed, now I want you to think about where that money might have been. Probably in a bank for sure. Maybe it was in a store or a restaurant. Maybe it came from overseas and uh, traveled here. Maybe it was used to pay off some kind of a debt or a bill. So just think of all the places, all the different pockets, the wallets, the purses. Imagine everywhere it's been and everywhere it will be going. So think about the people who have held it and what they would use it for and think about what it might be used for in the future. You know, it might find its way into the hands of a mother who will buy food for her kids or might find its way into a company who will provide jobs for thousands of people. It might be a down payment of somebody's first home or a car or a dream vacation. So you can open your eyes. So you just get a sense of that energy that's connected with money. You know, that the sense of the energy of money that has flowed to you and will flow from you and into other people's lives and experiences. And you know, there's a reason why they call money currency. So anybody want to be more affluent, more prosperous, or just downright would prefer to have more money in their life? So the real question is why? Why do we want more? You know, is it so we can have a better car or a nicer home or, gosh, more shoes now that we're post-pandemic? Is it for the more stuff or is it so we can feel more peace? Is it so we can be givers to good works or is it so that we can feel free? So considering that it was St. Patty's Day uh, last week and my title is Not Too Late for the Pot of Gold, think about where we find the pot of gold. It's at the end of the rainbow, right? And in mythology, the rainbow is considered to be a path between earth and heaven. Ooh. 
So think again about those two lists and why we would want more abundance. So the first list, the car, the shoes, and the stuff, are all very earthly things. And the second list, the peace, the giving, the freedom, are all heavenly or uh, spiritual ideals. So I don't know if there is anyone who still has that old idea that affluence isn't spiritual. But I think that prosperity and the energy that it represents is very spiritual. And if we can wrap our heads and our feeling nature around that and get clear about what we're really desiring when we say we want more abundance, I think truly we want to feel more of spirit's nature moving through us and all that goes with that. And in fact, that's where I think the pot of gold is. So I'm kind of I'm getting ahead of myself. So anybody have any issues at all around money? Well, I think our whole society has a lot of stuff around money. You know, we would never dream, I would never dream, of asking somebody how much money they make or how much they have or they don't have in the bank. And some of us have incorporated that sort of sense of secrecy and maybe even shame from our culture into our belief systems. And so when money comes up, we feel uncomfortable and resistant to even thinking about it, never mind talking about it. And guess what? When we are uncomfortable and resistant, we keep away the very thing that we say that we want. So, you know, have we created an energy around money that gives it a stigma that maybe it really doesn't deserve, you know? And sometimes that sounds like, oh no, they're talking about money again. Don't, don't listen, shut down, money is private. Just those, those kind of old thoughts. I remember way, way back in the early days of the center, Ken did a talk about the laws of the universe, and he used money as his example. And somebody chose to leave the center because their resistance around that topic was so, so high. And bless them, they actually told us why they were leaving. Lots don't, but um, I remember her saying, you know, I'm leaving because all you talk about is money, which for sure wasn't the case. And my hunch is that that probably translated for her into, and you're trying to get my money. And so to relieve her discomfort, although I'm sure it was never ever a conscious thought, she left. And at the time, that was really hard on us because we didn't want to alienate anyone for any reason. But it also gave us the opportunity to realize that we too had some money stuff and that we also had the idea that it was our job to protect people so that they wouldn't feel uncomfortable. And so we did our work on getting clean around what and who we were responsible for, which was ourself and, and a clean uh, message, and also around our own money baggage. And for sure, money carries so much unconscious energy. You know, it's, it's surrounded by our subjective beliefs, our family messages, our old memories. And these all form part of what might be keeping it at bay from our experience. Because what I've learned is that money itself isn't the problem ever. In fact, really, money is a transportation system that consciousness uses to express itself into the world. So it is a mirror of our sense of self and our sense of either the benevolence or the restriction of the universe. I'm sure you've heard the quote, you know, we don't see things as they are, we see them 
as we are. And so it isn't the money as such. It is the meaning that we give to that form of energy. So I invite you to go back in your own memory and see if you can remember an impactful money memory from your past, maybe from childhood, and just check in to see if that memory is somehow in the atmosphere that is still permeating uh, your money life today. I clearly, one of my, it's actually my first money memory for sure, and it's funny because I was six, and I can completely remember exactly where I was, and the worst, I completely remember the feeling. So um, six years old, I remember my dad came home from work, briefcase in hand, and I was just curious, so, and I said, so how much money do you make when you go to work? And he just blew a gasket, and he yelled at me, he said, that is none of your business. And he said, you should never talk about money. It is private and stop it. So obviously, what, what did I learn, at least for that moment of time? Money is something that makes people angry, and it's something that should be kept a secret. And so because of the stuff that we have around money, in many ways, it is probably easier to talk about how universal laws work using other forms of energy, because maybe they don't hold so much of a charge. Because the principles for successful living, for how life works, are the same for everything. Because all is one, and there is really only one thing happening. Everything in life, everything in life, is really about handling energy. And whether we handle it in ways that are effective, or in ways that are less effective. When we use the laws effectively, we convert our thoughts, our feelings, our dreams, our visions into lives that serve us. And when we use them ineffectively, just not so much. So, and the laws, which again are the ways we focus, all kinds of energy are very simple. You hear us talking about them all the time. As within, so without. As above, so below. Thought plus feeling equals manifestation, and it is done as you believe. So, you know, coming at it from that wider realm, kind of here's the scoop. We must think and feel as love to attract love. We must think and feel as wholeness to express health. We must think and feel as vitality to express life. And since it's all one thing, we must think and feel as abundance and flow to express wealth. And I think this is such an important point, I'm going to say it another way. So we live in a universe that's holographic. I know Cam Gordon's on there, one of his favorite books I remember is The Holographic Universe. So it's holographic, meaning every aspect of our life is reflected into every other aspect, which don't you know, translates into how we do relationships is how we do life, how we do creativity is how we do life, how we do money is how we do life, etc., etc. I bet you've heard how we do anything is how we do everything. So think about how this unity might outpicture. You know, do you ever have enough time? Do you have enough love? Do you have enough money? Or, you know, uh, do you waste your time? Do you waste your talents? 
do you waste your money? And one thing I've learned for sure, it's when we face our discomfort that we begin to open that door to transformation. Avoiding whatever it is that is causing us struggle gives us no opportunity to see anything different or to grow through it. The more we avoid, resist, or run, the more that thing has us. So if prosperity or whatever it is has been an issue for you, if you can acknowledge it, you can work with it. And you don't need to just make the discomfort go away. Pima Chodron uh, says, There is a common misunderstanding among all the human beings who have ever been born on earth that the best way to live is to try to avoid pain and just to try get comfortable. A much more interesting approach is to develop our curiosity, not caring whether the object of our inquisitiveness is bitter or sweet. And I love this because our avoidance, which is our fears, our doubts, our stuff, isn't who we are. They are our self-creations designed, like weirdly enough, to protect our humanness, when in fact who we are are magnificent expressions of the divine. So if we want to work toward decreasing our fears and resistance and place ourselves more in the spiritual flow of life in all areas, including prosperity, one of our first steps is to get honest about our current situation. And I think maybe this is the area of science of mind that is sometimes potentially misunderstood. You know, I think sometimes there just might be, not so much anymore, we're getting better, but, but sometimes a tendency to want to detour or deny that things aren't working. We call it a spiritual bypass. You know, we hope that if we don't think about them or if we don't give them energy, that they won't exist. But actually, this is called denial, and it doesn't work. And then other times, you know, we might get a little hint of awareness that something could use a little bit of tweaking. And so we think, well, maybe I'll just do some affirmations and I'll affirm the positive. That, that stuff will go away. So we repeat, I am rich or I am wealthy. And we secretly hope that it'll just suddenly come true, that we will stumble across our pot of gold. But think about it. The, pot, the uh, leprechaun's hiding place for the pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow. And it's impossible to reach because the rainbow isn't really there. It's actually an optical effect of light. And for us in our lives, we cannot make believe something into being. Affirmations don't work when we use them to deny or to suppress something negative. In other words, pretending everything is fine or candy-coating the cow pie, that it doesn't work. Things do work, though. Affirmations work when we use them to align ourselves with what is already true, which is our divine nature. And as we make that more real to ourselves, our consciousness grows, which is the very thing that is required to have a new experience. So we need to become aware, which means clearing up old patterns and no longer blaming anyone for anything in our lives. It means waking up from our old conditioning, and it means sometimes being uncomfortable as all get out, practicing new ways of thinking and being. 
that aren't what we've been used to. And so inviting this awareness is a beautiful thing because as we invite wonder and curiosity, we begin to identify ourselves as being the one who is wondering, who is curious, rather than being the one who is in resistance or fear. And if we can question anything, we are bigger than the feeling that we are questioning. So when we allow ourselves to see our old ideas as only patterns uh, developed from the past and that they're really just interpretations of how we looked at things, we can create a space between them and ourselves. So I've been working on this. I've been working on this for a while. And the word that in my kind of code word is spaciousness. And so spaciousness for me is the opportunity to disidentify myself with my old habits and reminding myself that I am more. I am more than my behaviors. I am more than my human thoughts. And it is really assisting me in being ever more open to that something greater than myself because we know that there is a power for good in the universe greater than we are and we can use it. And if we want to experience that greater in the form of peace, love, and prosperity, we are required to put ourselves in alignment with its nature, with that divine nature of harmony, flow, abundance, and circulation in all things. And of course, in that pot of gold that is truly real is our best, best divine nature. So peace and blessings. Soul Food Sunday next week. Thank you for being here.